Alrighty, I'm recording stuff as well. Yay. Yay. I am full of energy and beans and life. Bullshit. <laughs> Welcome to the Gary Show, everyone. I'm Paul. He's Mike. We're talking. Correct. Yes. On all three counts. Yes. So, Mike, I guess we should start with you. What's happening in your life at the moment? Is there anything going on? Look, what what hasn't been happening in my life in 2020? <laughs> can I just say it quietly? Um, not not to start off on too morbid a note, but um, one of the reasons that we've had a, a little bit of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A pause. A pause. Um, yes, th- th- there's been a bit of a pause and a bit of a lack of regular podcast episodes. Um, and part of that uh, back in June was due to my mother passing away, uh, which we haven't discussed on the show, and I don't want to dwell on it too much. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, a, a ma- it was a massive loss, but it also was kind of ex- Ugh, that sounds horrible if I say it like that. But my mother had Parkinson's. Um, her health had been declining for many years. Uh, she was in an aged care facility, and it ended up that pneumonia did her in, in the end. Um, so it was terribly sad to see this, you know, um, beautiful, whip-smart, intelligent, and funny woman um, just decline in health and shrink in size over the years. That was the most shocking thing, I think. Um, but yes, that put a massive dent <laughs> in a lot of plans um, and a lot of um, enjoyment in life, <laughs> I guess, to an extent. Um, so there's that. Uh, what else? I had a tooth removed the other week. Um, if I can give the young people of the world any advice, it's take care of your teeth and uh, visit your dentist um, regularly, even if it's only, you know, once a year. Can I can I rebut that? Mm, sure. Take care of your teeth. Don't go to the dentist. That's, <laughs> that's my advice. Because okay, the, okay. the dentist will find something to do with your teeth, whether you want it done or not. So, I mean, mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think, I mean, I went for years, with, I mean, decades without going to the dentist. And, um, yeah, I just had, last time I went, I was got a tooth hurts and... They had it removed and that was it, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, my mum was always going, you should go to the dentist. And I said, well, no, mm. you don't pay for it anymore, mum. I'm going to, so I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mum. <laughs> so I, I think probably about three years ago was the first time I went to the dentist and I hadn't been since the 80s before that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. But, but yeah, your advice is sound too if people have some. Yeah, money. I, I th- and I think yours is, uh, you know, the other side of the coin, you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, look after your teeth, kids, because otherwise you'll be like poor old Mike, um, who had a part of a tooth fall away when he was in the middle of eating something, and then that left an exposed nerve. Yeah, yeah. So the pain was getting worse and worse. I couldn't even drink. I couldn't drink anything cold. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I know. So I was kind of like, um, yeah, I need to go and get something done. And they were like, well, look, for X amount, we can remove it here and now. Yeah. For four four times X amount, (laughs) we can do root canals and crowns. Yeah, yeah, no. um, uh, I have a big event coming up in a couple of weeks. Let's do the first option. That big event being, I'm getting married. 
this coming weekend. Hooray! So, hey, the day is is finally almost upon us. Um, so yes, that's that's a big bit of exciting news. Um, it's it's if I can give the kids of the world another piece of advice, Paul, that is. <laughs> Do not plan a wedding in the middle of a pandemic, because, <laughs> because weddings can be stressful at the best of times, despite, you know, the best intentions of all involved, but fuck me, fucking coronavirus. <laughs> and I, I know people have suffered worse, and people have lost family members because of this pandemic, but wedding planning mid-pandemic is even more stressful Um, because now because we have borders closed between my state of Queensland and certain other states in Australia certain people are now unable to attend our wedding Mm, yes I am I am a certain person in this Mm. oh aren't you yeah (laughs) yeah it's really pity though I mean because you and I we've seen each other a few times but I've never met um, your fiance Kylie and you've never met my my wife Sam no yeah, but I, I'm I'm really disappointed because you know I I grew up in sort of like a church environment, so there were tons and tons of weddings when I was young because everyone uh, reached the age of twenty one, twenty two, and they're young and they're Christian, they're so horny they just get married. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. and by the time I met my uh, Sam, you know, all my friends had already gotten married, so mm-hmm. you know, I had been to dozens of weddings and she'd been to like one or two. Right, uh, and she was so excited to have this wedding coming up. She's I haven't been to a wedding for years and years and years, and you know she loves weddings. She loves TV shows yeah. about weddings and movies where there's a wedding at the end, okay, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, so she's super bummed, and you know we had we'd booked the flights and we'd booked the accommodation and we'd budgeted mm-hmm. for it and had it all. Yeah, it was all under control, and then uh, yeah. yes, life has other plans. Yeah. Yes, life finds a way to fuck you over. <laughs> Wasn't that the quote from Jurassic Park? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was. In the version, in the Australian version yes. that came out, maybe. <laughs> as, uh, as Paul Kupperberg said, uh, that's right, you're Australian, you, you swear all the time. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, the last few months have been, it's it's just been, to, to use a cliche, it has been a roller coaster. And it, I'll just be glad. I just have to get through the next couple of days. Then I'm on um, leave or vacation, as some people would call it. Uh, and we've got a few days off before the wedding. And then we've got a week off for our honeymoon. Um, some some friends of, of Kylie's have uh, very graciously and very kindly um, given us uh, an apartment for a week on the Gold Coast. So, oh, for, uh, forever, but no, just for a week. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they've they've arranged accommodation for us because, uh, like yourself, they are also in a southern state, which is now banned from entering Queensland. So uh, they said, "Oh well, in lieu of us being able to attend and, and all that, we will um we will set up a, a week away for you within your own state, so we don't have to cross any borders and risk um you know more pandemic madness." So yeah, that will be a nice little week away. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the the final week <laughs> before before the big day. So um, we we met with um with uh, our friends at church this morning and and with the reverend. Uh, that, that's the other thing. We, we our reverend who was going to do the service, Reverend Tiffany, she lives in Grafton now, 
Oh. And she was uh, come back up and do the ceremony because she's a big fan of she's been a big fan of 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 the Kylie and Mike pairing since you know it first happened. Oh. Um, but now now she cannot attend, so we're getting Reverend Pam to to do the service now. And uh, Pam has been a big supporter of us as well, so we met with her uh, and took care of all the churchy stuff this morning. So everything's coming together. We've just got to remain calm and make yeah. it through. This coming week, before it, it'll just be good to be able to relax afterwards and you know kick back and celebrate. So yeah, but gosh, what a what a what a weird few months it's been. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start going to Kylie's church, or did Kylie start going to your church, or did oh, you both find a new church or something? No, I, I started going to Kylie's church. Um, because I, I was raised, uh, kind of Catholic. Um, and by that, I mean, I went to a Catholic boys school, um, which in itself was a weird joke because my father, uh, went to, um, a Catholic boys school, uh, Marish brothers in Sydney. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he, would quite often regale my mother when they were courting uh, with horrible tales of, of the brothers and the environment at that school. Mm. Um, and then apparently, pretty much shortly after I was born, my father turned to my mother and said, well, you know what school he's got to go to, don't you? And sure enough, I got sent to Morris Brothers, but here in Brisbane. Um, wow. Yeah, so once I graduated from that, I was like... <laughs> This young rebellious teen, like, screw you, man. I don't need the man upstairs, and I don't need church no more. In your faces, meh. Um, so I didn't kind of um, do anything church-related um, until, yeah, I, I met Kylie. And it, it's not, for me, so much about being deeply religious. It's more about the community, for me, I guess, and um, being able to help out others and get help as well from mm. other other members of the the church there, um, and yeah, just you know have a a, a nice chinwag with some people and you know pitch in um, to help with the, certain things when asked. So um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm, I'm full on like you know, oh, look, I'm going to go read a chapter of the Bible tonight, but it's more like, hey, it's just cool to meet nice, like-minded people and, you know, help out the community sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so, and um, for those that aren't aware, this is actually my second marriage. So uh, at the end of my first marriage and I was living on my own, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind just trying to check out some sort of community groups at the local church up the road from me where I was living at the time. And then um, I kind of mentioned that to Kylie and she said, well, why don't you come along to my church? And here we are, you know, four years later. Hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I wouldn't call myself like a deeply religious, you know, uh, like I, I, I couldn't quote Bible verses at you or anything. <laughs> but, you know, uh, if, if someone asked me for help or asked me for advice or asked me to pitch in with something, sure, you know, I'll, you know, do what I, do what I can to help my fellow man sort of thing. So that, that's my take on the church. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, and here we are four years later, and uh, we're getting married in that very church. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I I know you've had, um, shall I say, ups and downs with the church? Yeah, I had a, I have um, 
very passionately religious parents. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, in the Church of England Anglican um, Church in Sydney, um, very committed to it. Um, very giving, like, a, you know, I often felt there was a few things I missed out on as a kid because my parents were too busy giving their money to the church. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but my mum, nice. you know, she does does a tremendous amount of outreach wherever she is. So she's, you know, she's a, uh, got a English speaking, uh, English teaching background. She, she speaks English as okay. well. Yeah. <laughs> Having been born in this, this is quite amazing. She's very good at English. Uh, yeah, but where we uh, grew up in Sydney, there's a huge amount of uh, Chinese people living there now. So she's done a lot of um, English as a second language classes and okay. stuff through yep. the church and things like that. So yeah, it's it's very very big deal for them. And I grew up, you know, heavily involved in the church socially. Um, you know, all my friends went to church and everything. I guess I've gotten I used to just take it all for granted and I think um, I think being raised that way sort of gave me sort of a, a pretty casual homophobia and things like that that mm-hmm. you know yep. you just grow up with because you think that's the way it is yeah. and I think yeah. uh, my eyes were really open once I started working with some um, you know non-straight people and just think yeah, they're, they're just like everyone else and you know they're yeah yeah they're nice and you know there's nothing wrong with them and it, particularly because yeah. you know i think the church has a whole you know there's all these things that are sins but um, the church seems to pile on some things in particular um like mm-hmm. organized religion seems to pile on homosexuality and i, I used yeah. to work with all these guys who were you know I, I used to be in the videotape industry so there'd be lots of night shifts and you know young people working with me and mm-hmm. you know Heterosexuality was no badge of honour, you know. They were tremendously, <laughs> you know, tremendously yeah. promiscuous and treated, you know, people so badly, you know. And meanwhile, yeah. there's, you know, a gay couple there who are, you know, devoted and loving and, you know, everything a couple should be, you know. And it's like, mm. yeah, we've got yeah. to con- contemn homosexuality, but heterosexuality gets a pass, uh, even yeah. when it's destructive and harmful. And I think as the years have gone on, you know, I've been involved with, you know, heaps of churches when as I've moved around and probably in the last eight years I've sort of completely weaned myself off church, I guess. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I've just been very disappointed by the church's role in society and its role in holding up the status quo, no matter how destructive it is. And I think... You know, you particularly see that in America with the, the evangelical church's support of Trump and things like that. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, I don't... You're betraying everything that God says about him if you support Trump, as far as I can see. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. even even my upbringing, like you're saying, you know, Reverend Pam, it's like, ooh, a, a woman reverend, you know. <laughs> you know. I was, I was the same, because, yeah, interesting you mentioned about, you know, them piling on the guilt about the sins and that. Because I was raised Catholic, I going through high school on that, and because we had you know weekly masses at the school, I always felt like it was I was never good enough. Yeah, I, I always felt like I was always in trouble for something according to the church, yeah. no matter what. Whereas uh, since since meeting Kylie and um, our relationship has, has grown to that, um, I actually converted to Church of England, so I'm an Anglican now, and. And so, yeah, I, I 
you know, when I went there for the first time, I, like you, I was like, hang on, your, your priest is, is a lady? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, how progressive is this? Um, and the, yeah, it's kind of more like, okay, yeah, you know, we're humans, we muck up, but if we try and do the right thing, that's good. So it's not so much, I, I don't feel guilty about anything the minute I step foot in the door, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. But, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's just a nice community where I'm at now. Mm. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, the 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 fact that you know um, heterosexuality is the norm that we must all you know abide by and um, champion, and anything different from that norm is to be frowned upon. It's just like no, piss off. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's like, what happened to, you know, love your brother as yourself sort of thing, or, you know, treat everyone equally. It's like, you're not doing that at all. You know, come on, come on. And and the other argument I make to people like that is like, uh, you know, oh, we're all created in God's image. And it's like, well, in that case, doesn't that mean that God is at least a little bit bi? You know, (laughs) surely, can you? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I just found, I know Christian individuals and they are, you know, lovely and, you know, they serve humanity and, you know, put themselves second in everything and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really admirable. But I think, like, I was involved with the the parish council at my last church and, you know, there was so much talk about the property the church owned and what it was doing with it. Yeah. And you look at the history of the church and it's just about... You know, it's about accumulating property in Sydney, and it's you know they're worth a fortune, and they're running a fortune, and you know when uh-huh. you you tie in things like child sexual abuse and all that, it's like you've got this great fund of you know accumulating money and you know trying to retain it in the midst of clear wrongdoing by the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not a fan, and I, <laughs> I tend to be very cynical about it now. I mean, I think. You know, the church is always filled with, you know, kindly individuals who are, you know, s- serving God in their own way. But mm. I, I think the church as an organisation, you know, it's, you know, power corrupts. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I see that at evidence. Um, yeah. But interestingly enough, one of the things that really sort of tipped me with the church was reading the Flintstones comic, <laughs> of all things. <laughs> Right, so it's, uh, it's Mark Russell's fault. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's written books about the Bible that I haven't read um, previously, you know, before he got involved with comics. But one of the things he does in The Flintstones is shows the very first, you know, origins of a church as, as such, and they... Okay. Yeah, they, they start out, they have a physical embodiment of God, so they say, uh, I think it's a bird, that this bird is God. And then other people go, well, I've got one, and I've got God over here, and there's a lot of confusion. And then the guy running the church goes, well, okay, 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 I'll rethink this. God is invisible, and then I'm the only one who can tell you what God is and communicate to you about God. You know, and then it's like, you know, people, and then, yeah, people go, well, okay, how do we, I've wronged God, how do I do it? And he said, well, you have to do right. And they said, I haven't got time to do right. And he's going, well, all right, we'll take some money then instead if you can't, don't have the time. <laughs> you know, and this is, the whole thing just was like a dagger into my brain going, this is the church. This is what it is. Yep. And eventually they mm. decide that God is called Gerald. And then at the very end of the series, 
they shorten the name to God rather than Gerald. <laughs> we should point out for those that are listening that aren't aware, this is not the Flintstones cartoon we're talking about. No. This is a, a, a comic book series written by Mark Russell from uh, DC that came out, what, a year or so ago? I think. It's probably about three years back, actually. It's, it's oh, was it? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's all oh. flies. Wow. Okay. I still have not read that yet, so um, shame on me. It's amazing. Oh, you love all this work, though. No, I actually don't. I, I... Oh, what? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Trouble um, in Paradise. No, well, he's got Billionaire Island, and I think I was into that because I thought, oh, I just want to see some billionaires being punished and suffering, and it's it's not quite that. It's more right. about the billionaires, you know, setting up society uh-huh. the, the way they like it, which is a bit too close to reality for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, not okay. quite enjoying that one. Um but anyway, anyway, uh, do you do you think it's time that you tell people the story that you haven't told, the untold story of Mike, that fateful evening? <laughs> um, I'd look, I, I think I'll keep that for another episode because I, I want things to remain kind of on a happy high note for now. Um, and look, I, I we'll get, to, I think we'll get to that another episode. Isn't it weird though? I, I remember uh, I said this to you the other day. And I think we were texting each other, and I said, "I remember back in April hearing that this COVID situation might go on as long as August." And I was thinking, "Really? Oh, no way!" <laughs> ah, <laughs> surely uh, not. No. Yeah. Nah. yeah, and literally, we I cannot go to your wedding because of it. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, the yep. process. I mean, I I like to go to America every couple of years and go to HeroesCon. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have you been to HeroesCon? I have, I have been to HeroesCon. And you've also right. been to HeroesCon, but we tend to not, not go have, at the same yeah. time, which is very annoying. Um, no. Yeah, yes. it would be yes. lovely if we actually went at the same time. But I honestly don't know, you know, will there ever be another HeroesCon in this world that we've got right now? Because mm. unless there's a, I guess, a vaccine that lots of people take, it's not going to be very safe in the world. Yeah, but but yes, it's still ongoing. Um, you can't come to the wedding. A bunch of Kylie's family that um, uh, based in Victoria cannot come to the wedding now either. Uh, Reverend Tiffany can't come. It's just yeah, it's it's very frustrating and very sad and annoying. So yeah, yeah. yeah Australia. For those of you who don't know, Australia is probably in the the group of a second wave. Um, we are still miles ahead of many other countries in the world, very luckily. So, you know, for yes. a long time we had about what, 105 deaths, 106 deaths, and in the last few weeks we've, it started again, and now we're up to what 270 or something. But something like that. Mm. So, in the planning of the wedding, I mean, what's the most stressful thing for you? I mean, have you are you saving money because people can't come or? Um, uh, yes and no. It's, it's, it's more like for the reception, um, because we are now paying for fewer meals, we are now putting that portion of the, the funds towards a bar tab. So, (laughs) yeah. So, hello. Uh, so, um, I guess the, you know, all the other stuff we've had to take care of, like, you know, organizing suits and and dresses for for the the bridal party and you know the cake and all the church stuff and um the the music and and that it's all kind of just been like okay we've just got to get through 
got get it taken care of, and it's kind of just happened. Um, I, I think the the most frustrating thing, yeah, is is the border closures um, and finding out that yes, well, you know, these members of the family aren't able to attend. Oh, you know, Paul and his family are unable to attend. Oh, Reverend Tiffany can't attend, so we need to get you know a different Reverend now. And um, so we've just kind of had to roll with it all. Yeah. Um, which has been a, a fun challenge, quote unquote, of its own. Um, so, but also, um, I Kylie got to have a bridal shower uh, with some friends um, last weekend, and that was all Harry Potter themed because she's a big Harry Potter fan. Um, although she was almost going to cancel it because the Friday uh, before that, she developed a really bad cold. And so she was on having like a phone conference with the doctor and he was like, no, you should cancel it. You should go and get your COVID test done. And so she's getting told that as we're meeting with the wedding reception place. Um, <laughs> and so we, we kind of had to go, look, we're really sorry. We have to go and get this COVID test done now. And it was a drive through place <laughs> that we could sit in the car and yeah. have this woman come and put the, the swab up Kylie's nose and which I didn't watch because it just felt uncomfortable. <laughs> Mm. being that close to the test um and then i had my wild raging bucks party last night um and that's why i possibly sound a little bit tired as we record this episode um because yeah it started at 2 p.m we finished at about midnight and um it was basically my brother and two very good friends playing board games all night (laughs) so yeah. It was oh, it was hot blooded manly man stuff, I tell ya. Oh. That just sounds yeah. so wonderful to me at this at my stage in life. Oh. Yep. Yep. Maybe um, midnight's played, a little a bit too late for me, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, was but, it, yeah, um yeah, but you know, it was it was it was good. We we played a couple of board games and did some um miniature wargaming and, and my brother catered and by that I mean he ordered us a bunch of pizzas um so we've still got some leftover pizza which is really candy uh so yeah it's um it's all kind of just happening and coming together and having to just learn to roll with stuff it's like okay well that thing isn't happening let's do this instead so yeah yeah being being very mobile and agile as as weird speed bumps pop up i guess well, I mean, you've got to adapt. I mean, if you just get upset, it's going to destroy everything at the moment. Yeah, that, that's what we've had to do. Just had to adapt and, and roll on and, and get stuff taken care of. So, yeah, it's. but I'll be very much looking forward to just once the ceremony is over and we're at the reception place, uh, we can just finally kick back and enjoy and celebrate. Um, although it's it's weird, we, we're, we're being told by the... the venue we're having the reception at that we can't really have dancing <laughs> what is this footloose <laughs> <laughs> we we have to keep some social distancing rules in effect um so we're only we're only allowed like we're only having like uh, 50 something people at both the wedding and the reception so we sort of fall just within the allowed um head count numbers at both places uh, okay. uh, but yeah the the management have said, look, if we don't see it, then it didn't happen, but we have to do, we have to come in and check that everything's being adhered to every now and then. So we're like, oh, okay. 1.5 meter line dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. 
No, no. There will be no line dancing at my wedding. Look, because it's the year 2020, we've kind of gone, well, we're kind of, we have gone with the 1920s theme in terms of what we have asked people to wear and the sort of music we'll play at the reception and that for the most part of it. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of like the, the venue's like, okay, yep. Yeah, we, we just have to keep tables separated. We can't have more than X number of people at per table. We have to spread the tables out. Yeah. Um, you can't really have dancing. We can't really have people standing around um, in, in in groups for too long or anything. So it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, okay. So another level of complexity, which, which <laughs> brings me back to my words of wisdom, do not plan a wedding during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Spray, walk around with spray bottles spraying anyone when they get too close to each other. <laughs> Stop it. Bad. Bad, <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, look, it's all going to be on the day. The day's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's it's just – it'll be good to finally get to that point. So, yeah, it's like, um, oh, my gosh. It's going to be very bright, bright Alec or bright delicious. Bright delicious. Yeah, very delicious. No, bright. Uh, yes, let's say yes. Good yeah, God. Your wedding's too bright, delicious for me, baby. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> speaking of music, have you got any music you want to flog this this ep? Yes, speaking of music, nicely segued. Um, I. I'm going to put forth my nomination for music for this episode. Um, the song Gigantic by uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, the Pixies, uh, because uh, we have only just, just yesterday, I think it was, finally decided upon um, the processional music uh, for the wedding. Uh, and the, the song that we are going to be playing as both Carly and I leave will be a string quartet version of Gigantic by the Pixies, which okay. uh, was a phrase I thought I would never say, but it just sounds so joyous um, when you listen to it. But I'm going to uh, play the original one for this episode. Um, so here is Gigantic by the Pixies, which is uh, all, it's a lovely song about love, although there's this kind of deeper meaning to it. If you find, um, like lyrics to it on the site but don't worry about that listen to the song enjoy it rock out fall in love blah 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 and this I know his teeth as white as snow what a gas it was to see him walk her every day into a shady place with her lips she said she
Okay, Paul, do you have a song that you would like to play this episode? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I very, because we interact with a lot of um, non-Australians on our podcast, I, I do like to, to push the Aussie music a bit. Um, yes. and yep. Yeah, I, I think it's... I, I really like Eskimo Joe. Um, I find it very frustrating that they won't release the best of. They just keep releasing albums with like one or two good songs on them, which is um, why best <laughs> of would be um, much better. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I, one of the things that amuses me tremendously is um, the song Black Fingernails Red Wine, which is quite a big hit down here. Uh-huh. It was comedian Frank Woodley uh, said that the lyrics in the middle were, I don't understand the point of fingers. Um, and that has, I've never been able to unhear that whenever I listen to the song. <laughs> well, thank you, Frank Woodley and Paul, for ruining that song for me as well (laughs) so here's the song listen for the line I don't understand the point of fingers People may have seen my photos online. I got the um, Friends Central Perk set, and uh, I, I quite rapidly built that over the course of one night. Uh, put aside all the Friends cast minifigures and put all my DC superheroes <laughs> in there, <laughs> enjoying a nice like I've got Lobo, you know, grinning like a madman with a cupcake in his hand. Um, you know. It, I've got the Justice League all around the, the main table enjoying a, a nice cuppa. Um, I, it, like, the minute I knew that that set was available, I was, I have to have it. I have to put my DC superhero figures in that set. It just looks hilarious. I love it. Now, have you added anything recently to your Lego collection? You know, when 
as an individual you get stressed and then you know you need some sort of release from that stress and you decide oh, you know yes. I'll treat myself um, yes yeah, yeah. Do, do you know that feeling uh, I, I will admit yes um, I have treated myself a little bit to various board gaming things and that um, kind of almost grief purchasing um, yep. Yep. after mum passed it was like you know what I've always wanted to go and that, get that board game I'm really sad I'm going to buy that to cheer myself up so yeah. yeah, kind of impulse, you know, stress relief. Yeah, yeah, yes, I completely empathise. Yes. Yeah. Well, our our family has had. It's been a very stressful year. Um, my my son's mm. going through a fair bit. Like he he gets depression and anxiety, and um, getting into school has been pretty uh, difficult lately. And uh, he's been seeing a psychologist, and we've getting him a bit of home tutoring because um, he frankly is you know quite often terrified to go to school, and we're sort of working through that. So it's yeah. sort of starting just to come good um mm-hmm. but because of that all of us in the family have that sort of that stress uh that needs relieving by purchasing and um he's a really big video game kid like um uh-huh. you know for all his social ret- reticence he is an absolute legend when he plays a video game and he goes out and platinums <laughs> all these ps4 games in you know so oh, gosh he's I think there was one game called Pistol Whip, which is where you shoot people in time to music. Um, oh, <laughs> that's awful! Oh, <laughs> They're not real people. It's all right. <laughs> but, Even uh, so, yeah. But I mean, there's a there's literally a song on that where he is ranked fifth in the world on that song. Wow. So okay. he's he's very very skilled. But um, yeah, school has been a tremendous. Um, stress and burden you know and i feel awful because i mean some people it's like oh you know my child isn't getting a's or b's and it's like you know i've both with both my kids i've been through situations where you know my kids want to kill themselves and they haven't today that's good uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so kind of puts it in perspective but yeah we went to the shops recently and uh, mario lego so super mario um mario and luigi you know those you know mm-hmm. you, you are familiar with them yep. yeah they've just had I, lego I, yeah, there's Mario Lego out, and there's all these expansion sets and things. It's slightly electronic, and the Mario figure makes different noises depending on which sets you interact with. Get to the gist of it, I think we spent about 600 bucks on Lego in the last week. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, wow. Let's hear it for Afterpay. You know what you could have got for that amount of money as well? What? A G.I. Joe rocket. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 yes, but yes, Afterpay is 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 a a, a handy double-edged sword to have. Yeah. So, um I've I've recently used that to purchase my wedding ring and uh, a birthday gift for Kylie because it was her birthday a couple of weeks ago. But yes, it's very handy but very easy to use. <laughs> very dangerous. Yeah. For, for those that aren't aware, it, it's kind of like Afterpay is kind of like um a lay-by where you get it up front. Yes, yes, a lay-by that can be used pretty much in any retailer over here um but it splits it into four equal payments um and yeah you you use that and you take away the goods straight away so yeah so your your house is full of mario lego yeah well while we were you know my wife was just like i'll just get it if he wants to just get it just get it you know because it's been so rough (laughs) lately so yeah 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 and um he's going to be much easier to get to school for the next few weeks because of this yeah and while we're there as a well well, for buying all this Lego, I may as well chuck in the Wonder Woman set from uh, Wonder <laughs> Woman 84, the movie that is not out. Yes. 
Yes. So, so I've got some Lego to build later. Nice. And he also got the uh, Venom Asaurus set, which um, comes with a, a dinosaur which has been venomized by Venom, and it has uh, Spider Ham. Right. And okay, a, yes. And I think it has uh, Iron Spider figure as well. I'm not right. sure. But anyway, yes, so a bit of uh, uh, Spider Man going on as well. So. Right. Yes. My, my I, I found out recently that my brother is is you know a, a fan of Lego as as well. I mean we were we both were as kids, but you know uh, adult. I think there's even a term for it, an AFOL, an adult fan of Lego, <laughs> and I think there are even yes. groups online from that. Um, but yeah, he was telling me that I, I don't know if you're aware that Lego have released um, a set that is um, a, a Nintendo Entertainment System and TV that you build. Um, uh, and like the, the NES opens up and you build a cartridge that goes in there and you can wind the TV and it play, it, it rotates and shows you a Mario game in process. I found out my brother went out and got one of those. Wow. Uh, and like he was, he went to the, the store, you know, I think he said he was at like five past eight and there were already people leaving the store with bags full uh. of them. And he was saying, oh, I was really nervous I was going to miss out. I'm like, holy cow, you're worse than me. Uh, so apparently he now has one of those. So um, I don't know whether he's going to build it or, you know, hold on to it to sell in the future. I don't know. Knowing him, he'll probably build it. So, but I was like, wow. I, I thought, wow, that's that's crazy. But, you know, follow your bliss, people. Whatever makes you happy. You know, <laughs> whatever you can do to bring some joy into your world and you're not doing wrong by anyone else do that thing. Mm. So, yes. Yes. Uh, so, I, I, I've got to know, what do the Mario sets play like? Do they make, <laughs> do they make lots of noise and, and stuff? And <laughs> The Mario figure, it's bigger than a regular minifig, um, and it's electronic, mm. so he has, he has um, sort of eyes that can show different displays and a mouth that can show different displays. Um and he says lots of Mario phrases. Like if you pull his pants off, he goes, Mamma Mia! Um, which is... That's what I say too. Uh, yeah, but uh, he has a, like a light sensor out of his um, butt. And so when you put him on different, different Lego surfaces, like uh, different colours, he says different things. So okay. red is lava, uh, yellow is sand, green's grass, etc. Uh, I don't know, Brown's poo, I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he does things like like that. and Okay. Yeah. Um, he, it's, it seems so fairly limited playability for me, but, you know, my son is a collector. He got that from me somehow. Um, so he likes... Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he, he, has, he had to reorganize his room when he got it because he had to move all these Five Nights of Freddy's figures and um, make okay. a new... D- display platform just for Mario stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So he really is taken after dear old dad. <laughs> yeah. So one week to the wedding, just uh, well less than a week, six days, and you less than be, a week. Yeah, six you days. You will be yep. Mr. Mike Garvey at the end of it. I will. I will. At last, you know. <laughs> uh, it, it'll be good. It'll be great. It'll it'll be really good. So. Um, it's, it's, it's been a bit interesting because, um, uh, Carly has, uh, well, I'm sort of unofficially stepdad to, to Carly's, uh, two boys, um, who have, 
their father's surname. So we're literally a household with three different surnames wow. um, at the moment. So that will drop down to two different surnames once once we get married. Um, so and and I did a, a while back, you know, raise the issue if the boys wanted to take on uh, my surname as well, and the youngest didn't seem fussed either way. The oldest said, "No, I'm I'm happy to stick with our, you know, with." with my son, I was like, "Yep, that that's cool." But um, yeah, it'll it'll be one less surname to worry about. Um, not not that it's a massive worry with anything, but yeah, it'll just be nice. So um, yeah, it's it's six days to go. Um, yeah, we're just gonna make it six more days. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just counting down two more days, and then I'm on holidays for a week and a half. Um, and and that half is final preparation for the wedding, and then the wedding. Uh, and then we get that actual week off. Um, so it's, it's just kind of like, just stay cool, stay focused, <laughs> just get stuff done, get, get everything paid for. Just, it feels like it's been forever, but it also hasn't. It's only been about 18 months, I think. So yeah, the, the day is, is finally almost upon us. So, mm. uh, good grief. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a year it's been. I mean, it started off at the beginning of the year, we were worried about bushfire smoke and bushfires in our area. And yeah. um, then we had really high winds that made everything fall down. And then we had a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and now we've got mm-hmm. flooding. So our area is flooding at the moment. I woke up to snow, oh, the, wow. snow this morning and um, went for a drive this afternoon and saw that uh, rivers have swollen their banks and flooded into parks and... Yeah. Oh god. Well, that, that's Australia for you. We yeah. are a nation of weather extremes. So, <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Good but lord. I mean, love the rain. It's we've needed it forever, um, and this is uh, the most rain we've had in many years. Um, yeah. It's very, very, very wet on the roads, and some of the roads are underwater. <laughs> that's wet. That's a wet boat. If it rains all night tonight, I may not be able to get to work, which would be great. Uh, what a shame you can't work from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i, I got to say, uh, w- w- since pandemic land um, crystallized and became a real thing, I have been doing a lot of work from home because my, my work is being very good and very um, protective and, and doing the right thing of its staff, which is great. But one thing I've noticed is that my neighborhood has a lot of dogs, <laughs> and so I'll be in the middle of like a team call um, and I'll have to mute myself if the dogs next door start barking, which will start my dog barking, which will start the dogs two houses over on the other side of the road barking. Um, yeah. So, and it feels like um, getting, I'm rostered on in my branch for two days in the office a week Um but on those days, it feels like it takes forever to get – because I work in the central business district in Brisbane, so um, smack dab in the middle of town, as we call it. So I have to – literally, it's like less than a 10-minute walk from my house to the nearest train station. It's maybe a 40-minute, 30, 40-minute train ride. Uh, it's then maybe another 15, 20 minutes to get from central station in the city to my work, Okay. It feels like so much longer than that <laughs> after having worked from home for so long where it's literally get up, fall out of bed, uh, freshen up, have a coffee, 
walk into the office, log on, and start working. You know, and it, but but those two days I have to get into the office, they just feel like it's so long, <laughs> such a long trip. Whereas back before pandemic times, back in back in the olden days, it was just the regular thing. It was like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it takes about an hour to get from home to work. Well, you know, that's that's nothing. Now it feels like so much longer. <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And probably doesn't help that it's this time of year where it gets darker earlier as well. So it, you know, as I'm walking home uh, from the train station uh, after work, and it feels much later, and I look at my watch, it's like, oh no, it's only you know just after six. Yeah. It's just pitch black at the moment. So <laughs> fun times. Biggest change for me, I guess, being at home a lot more. So I mean, I'm actually working in Canberra. Yeah, um, most days at the moment because my son's at school most days sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just being home a lot more and not commuting, I've got a lot more time on my hands. So I'm watching mm. a lot more movies at home than I used to. So mm-hmm. for instance, for in- I've, you know, it may surprise you, but I do have a list of all the movies I've seen every year. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all. No. Yeah, but these are first watches. So I don't count films right. that I rewatch. So like in 2016, I watched 53 movies in the year. In 2017, mm-hmm. I watched 67. In 2018, wow. I watched 71. It's a good year. Mm-hmm. 2019, yeah. I watched 63. 2020, right. so far, I've watched 96. So Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a lot more films going on than normal for me. Yeah. Wow. Good Lord. Mm. And these are all first watches? Yes. Yes? Yeah, I've been getting, wow. my, getting my horror on this year. Wow. So, so what was your last good horror film you watched? Um, well, I've been watching the Saw films. They're okay. I don't, I don't think they're great, but I, I really did like in the Insidious films. Have you seen any of them? No, no, I, I have not. I'm aware they're, they're the ones that are like the the camera setups in a house. Yeah, is that them. Uh, yeah, well, it's not yeah. Paranormal Activity. They're the ones with the. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I do apologise. Like the security cameras, okay. what, what's going on? Now, Insidious is more like this house is haunted, and you know, um, the exorcist lady comes in with her crew, and they try and sort it out. Um, so it's creepy right. stuff like that. Uh, it's a bit like The Conjuring, which is also haunted house stuff um, with the right. the couple who, based on real people, now, who go and solve yeah, it. Yeah, one of those I have seen. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, I think. I don't know, I'm not not big on horror films, I must say. They, I, they don't I do never was, but now I've... Uh, interesting, I think I get into them more... Like, I never used to like uh, exorcist films or possession films because of mm-hmm. Christianity, and now I don't mind them at all. <laughs> <'Cause>, okay. Because <laughs> I feel like it's more fictional than it used to be for me, so... <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. But I think the best film I've seen this year is The Invisible Man, which is... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I thought yep. that was uh, really good, really fantastic. Um, dur- during my Wild and Crazy Bucks party uh, last night, uh, there was a <laughs> quiet, quiet lull in the middle of, of the gaming, um, and we could hear this screaming. And my brother looks at me and he goes, can you hear someone screaming? Should we call the cops? And I was like, oh, no, that's just Kylie watching a horror film in the front room. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, oh, right, okay." And I, I believe it was Doctor Sleep. Ah. Um, and and my brother Matt said, "Oh, yeah, okay, right, that makes sense now. Okay, sure, carry on." But yeah, he seriously thought that one of my neighbours was, uh, you know, in trouble. <laughs> so, ah. 
dear. But yeah, I, I, I can't say um, I would go out of my way to watch a horror film. I just, um, in terms of, of entertainment, that's not the sort of genre I find entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I think the last one I can recall watching was Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that did nothing for me other than anger and <laughs> it annoy me. And, um, yeah, it left me feeling like I've, I've wasted a bit of time watching this film. I just, I just don't get them. Um, look, people enjoy them. That's great. That's, but it's not one of my preferred, um, forms of entertainment. I'll read a horror comic for sure, but sitting down to watch a horror film, I, I just can't quite, uh, I wouldn't do that willingly. I'd yeah. kind of be like, oh, okay, there's nothing else on. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. So I don't know why. I just, I, I think I would rather be actually entertained by something than watch people like the Saw films. Okay. The first one I saw that and that was interesting. Yeah. And then I think it was the second one where in the opening scenes, a woman has like a, I think it was like a reverse bear trap placed around her head. And she had to dig the key out of an eye socket or something. It was like a really grisly start. And I sort of went, yeah, no, I can't do this. And I turned it off <laughs> so, and went and did something else. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, no, nah, nah, can't do it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the Saw films are particularly good horror. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. My favourite horror film is The Thing. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really like things like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and... Uh, but, but see, for me, those, those are like... Yeah, those are like sci-fi horror. Yeah. It's got a sci-fi element. If it's just some loony, like, you know, um, uh, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees running around slashing people, no, nah, I, I can't do that. Um, and not because I'm squeamish. It's just like, I just don't find any entertainment from it. Um, and I just think like, oh, I, I'd rather watch, you know, a, a romance even. <laughs> or, you know, um, people saving the day or, you know, a comedy or, or something rather than just, you know, seeing blood and guts for the sake of blood and guts. But that's just me. That's, you know, it's different, different, different strokes for different folks. Or something. Well, yeah. I, I think, you know, over the years we have discovered that you and I have do have different tastes about things. Mm. Yes. And, and yeah. that's okay. That's okay. It is. It is. You can change. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody change you in a minute. <laughs> Careful, Icarus. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I have to say, I, I people may not have seen me post about this online, Um I was a massive fan of the Late Night Show with Craig Ferguson, and I recently stumbled across a YouTube clip of him and Jeff the Robot, who was his robotic sidekick, doing this whole bit about um, Careful Icarus, because someone tweeted at Jeff the Robot, um, and that's all the tweet said, Careful Icarus. So they, so Craig Ferguson and Jeff the Robot did this whole thing about it, and I've watched it, I don't know how many times in the last few days, and it still brings me to tears, because <laughs> it's so stupid. And then... I mentioned that to my buddies at the uh, Bucks night last night. And, you know, during the middle of games, as someone was getting ahead, 
you know, with their victory points. <laughs> someone, someone else at the table would quietly mention, careful, Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> okay, that's, that's that bit over and done. Anyway, um, yes, now, look, I, I have to send you something in the mail as well. I have to send you um, a copy of Detective Comics 734. Yeah. Just part of, of No Man's Land because um I have been going on a bit of a detective comics buying spree of like speaking of, you know, buying to relieve stress and <laughs> um, you know, to, to cheer oneself up. And I was looking at my collection app, the CLZ Comics app, and I only have six hundred and eight issues of Detective Comics Volume One before I've completed the whole set. So some, some of those early ones are quite tricky, I believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, little uh, Detective Comics Twenty Seven, the first appearance of Batman ever. Yeah, I I don't like my chances. I the the earliest one I actually own is issue two hundred and fifty. Wow. So, I think anything, I think anything, any number lower than that, I've got Buckley's of getting. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of like, and the thing is, I haven't read any of them. What? <laughs> it's it's like I'll get some in the mail. I'll be like, cool. I'll update the app. I'll update the spreadsheet that I built to track <laughs> it, even though I've got the app. Um, because I managed, uh, I made nice little pie charts for each tab, which covers a hundred issues of of the run. So I can go to the index tab and look at, oh, that that pie chart is almost full for that <laughs> set of a hundred. Yeah, I, but so I I do all the updating and then I put them on my detective comic shelf, and I'm kind of <laughs> like, okay, I'll read them. Uh, what I want to do is I want to complete a run of, you know, uh, 100 issues and then read that. Yeah. But it's still like, uh, what, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Delayed gratification? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have got a couple of the Batman the Golden Age trade paperbacks, uh, the first two volumes of that, which, which start with um, Tech 27. So that to me is my way of owning Detective Comics 27, and I'm happy with that, because i got no way of getting a, a, a real copy of the, the actual issue. There's no way that's going to happen. That, that thing sells for millions of dollars. Mm. Uh, not, not to give away too much detail about my financial state, but I don't have millions of dollars. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm happy with the, the trade collection. So, But yeah, Detective Comics is my Batman comic of choice, and I've just been going through and, and picking up issues where I can. And actually, th- this is like probably not since I was madly trying to complete my Doom Patrol collection. <laughs> this is the first time I've been like in full on collector mode for a comic book. Others, you know, I've been like, oh, I've missed an issue here or there. That's fine. I'll get, get around to it later or I'll, you know, buy the tray. This is like, ooh, okay. I, if I get, that one issue, I'll complete that run of 20 issues Ooh. within that block of 100. So it's, oh, it's, it's serious stuff. But yes, I, I, um, Paul and I were, were, were texting and I said, Hey, look, I got some more detective comics. And then, um, you mentioned that you, you were looking for issue 734. And I have to, I, I didn't actually ask you why, why detective comics 734 in particular? 
Aha. Um. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to know why? <laughs> yes, please. That is why I've asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I told you the wrong number. I want. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I want 784. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Right. So I I was being I was trying to be tremendously gracious. Thank you so much, Mike. That's really kind of you, but you put me on the spot for explaining why I want that. And now I uh, um Yeah, I just I just really like the cover. It's just got the best cover. Of which 734 or 784? <laughs> Uh, no, the reason I want 784 is I've been um, collecting the... Sorry, someone left the door open and the cat came in and now I'm holding a cat. I said cats. And I can hear the TV. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been collecting the Josie Mac backups from Detective Comics. Right, which been, okay. Which have been happening in the... Um, ruck, cat's gone. Uh, which have been happening in the Rucker issues and... You posted these pictures of issues that you got, and I was like, saw one and said Josie Mac in the backup, and I was like, Yes, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yes, I recall that, that online exchange. You're like, Oh my gosh, a Josie Mac issue I don't own, and yeah. I was like, It's not. Okay, see that makes sense now because seven thirty four is part of No Man's Land, yeah, the, the massive where Gotham City had an earthquake and got basically. Um, blocked off from the rest of America because it was a disaster zone. And what they did with all the Batman comics at the time is they would start a small story arc in one Batman comic and then finish it in a different one. Yes. So this is like Mark of Cain Part 2. Yes. And um, I was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe maybe Paul's trying to get all his No Man's Land collection <laughs> taken care of, and, and this is the one that he missed. No, it's like... Well it didn't even occur to me that it would be the Josie Mac one that you actually fucking wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on Comixology, they reprint the detective issues without the backups. So there's Oh, no, that's so frustrating. There's no Josie Mac, Mac backups. And I got... I thought I had all the Josie Mac runs. Last time I was in America, I was like, I want this issue and this issue. You know, you have your list of issues yep. you want. And I ticked yep. them all off and thought, hey, I've got them all. And then you sew me this cover with another story, which came out sort of as a one-off after the Josie mm -hmm. Mac run, so uh, it, and right. it, it's I think it's the bridging story between her um, private detective and her becoming a Gotham PD person, as seen in Gotham Central. So right. oh, okay, yeah. so right. that's that's the one I don't. Have. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> if anyone wants to write into the show um, and wants a copy of Detective Comics 734. Look, I'll even autograph it for you if you want. <laughs> um, but yes, I now have two copies of Detective Comics 734. Oh um, I'm just going to update my notes here. Paul actually wanted 784. Right. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> it's sad. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> because, yeah, I... You did another thing on, 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 on Twitter where you said something like, oh, today's been poo or something, and, you know, what's something good that has happened in your day? And I replied <laughs> to that, saying, hey, this turned up with a bow for you. And you you were just like, oh, beauty. And I was like, ha-ha, I told you not to call me that. Um, and now it's the wrong comic. 
Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, lesson learned. Don't do nice for nobody. <laughs> Don't do anything nice for anyone, kids. Just... <laughs> wow. Uh, that's okay. sad. But, I mean, collecting detective comics in Australia is... It's like uh, having both your hands tied down and your back compared to people in America. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah. There's a lot less yeah. places to get comics in Australia. And... Mm. Um, I guess everyone's on an equal footing with uh, conventions at the moment because there's not yeah. very many conventions on in the world, but that's where we'd usually no. go and find these things. I was I was quite fortunate that um, one of the one of the few stores here in Brisbane uh, actually had a, a, a bunch of uh, things on sale, and it just happened they had a, a stack of detective comics issues going for two bucks each, which Whoa. is a bargain. Here in Australia, that sure is. Uh, yeah, so I, I I ended up with something like I think like, uh, I want to say let's say around about twenty issues that I that I didn't have, and um, I was like, wow, that's that's fantastic. Uh, but but yeah, otherwise it's it's been you know just checking um, o- online retailers basically for what it, uh, they have and what I can afford. So I still can't believe it was the wrong issue number. <laughs> Uh, when you were reluctant to answer, I knew something was up. <laughs> I was like, hang on, hang on. Oh, he's already got it, hasn't he? Oh, no, no, no. It's just the wrong issue number completely. <laughs> anyway, we might wrap it there, shall we? Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Now that you can go away and... and <laughs> the wrong number. <laughs> Oh dear me! Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. You can sign us off. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the Gary Show. Um, we're on podcasts and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul. I'm Mike. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you in uh, a, a few weeks' time, where I'll finally be Mister Mike Garvey. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great wedding, Mike. Thanks, Paul. I'm really sad that you guys can't make it. Um, because we, we we will sort out some live streaming stuff for people that cannot attend. So yeah, well, yeah. it's okay. I was terrified of upsetting you guys and you know doing something to ruin your nuptials. Like insisting on having the first dance because you've known me longer. Than Kylie has. I've earned it. <laughs> Look, I tell you what, when we both make it to Heroes Con the same year, <laughs> we can we can have a dance then, okay? How's that sound? That sounds wonderful. Excellent. And you know what else I'm gonna look for at Heroes Con? What? Detective Comics seven eighty four. Oh dear. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for joining everyone. We'll, we'll catch you again next time. Thanks, Paul. Bye.